Welcome to Short Take. Daniel Donskoy is an artist without borders. Born into an Ukrainian-Russian family, his career has already taken him all over the world, from Germany to the US, via Israel to London. As an actor, Daniel became popular with roles in the British series The Detectorists and Victoria, as well as on England's theatre stages. After appearing in international productions, such as Strike Back and The Crown, his most recent projects include German TV series The Palace and Faking Hitler, as well as his late-night talk show Friday Night Juice, which he hosted and creative produced. It was awarded the German Television Award in 2021 and the Grimmie Award in 2022. Most recently, Daniel can be seen in the Disney Plus series A Small Light, alongside Liev Schreiber and Belle Pauli. Daniel is also a successful musician. In 2019, he released his first EP, Didn't I Say So?, followed by his first sold-out club tour through the biggest German cities in the same year. In 2023, he will release new music. We talked to Daniel via Zoom for this interview. Hi, Daniel. Thank you for joining us today. A podcast short take is meant to give our listeners a quick but better idea of you and your work. We're going to ask you 19 questions, some personal, oh, scary, <laughs> some less so. There's no need to overthink the answers. Let's just have some fun. Perfect. If you're ready, let's I dive know. right in. How would you describe your current mood in, ideally, three words? Excited, uplifted, tired. Okay. <laughs> Interesting yeah. combination. What is your favorite way to spend time? To create. I think no matter if it's in my free time or whether it be at work, it's normally creations. Even if I'm free, I go do like handiwork or like I work with, I don't know, plants outside. So it's normally like the process of creation is something that inspires me. And therefore I spend, I think most of my living time doing that creation. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a guilty pleasure? Many. <laughs> um, it's really boring at the moment. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm working towards a role. So I got to like, count uh my calories and shit but there's this Ooh, thing I, found. That's bad. I know i know but i found this thing called protein cream it's 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 not okay. as disgusting as it sounds it's like a sweet it's full of sweeteners and horrible preserving elements it's like a very sweet form of peanut butter oh okay which i adore and i can yeah. literally jug down a hole <laughs> kind of like I, i can jug down peanut butter which is my real guilty pleasure so i had to like now change it up and it's protein cream at the moment as horrible as it sounds yeah yeah okay. now Go protein i have to ask a follow-up question of course since we're yes. on the subject of peanut butter are you a spoon out of the jar kind of person or not worse i'm finger <laughs> in the jar <laughs> Finger in the jar. Okay. Eater. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like full scale peanut butter. I like. see. Yeah, yeah. I no, see. no, no. There's no, there's, there's no like, there's, there's, there's no morals attached. <laughs> there's no ethics. It's just like fingers into the jar, into my mouth. Yeah. As it should be. Yeah. What is the favorite job you've done? Not necessarily, maybe film related, can be anything. I mean, film-wise, I think my recent project is Small Light mm -hmm. uh, because just sometimes you get these projects where you know it's not just about, it's mainly not about you. It's not about yeah. your work on it. It's about what it can do to society and how it can reshape people's visions of stories that we've heard multiple times. And the story of Anne Frank is one of those, and especially her savior. 
Yeah, Meep. Stayed here for a while, Meep Geese. That was probably one of my favorite jobs to work on as an actor. But uh, I think one of my favorite jobs was the first time I got to produce a play. Mm-hmm. I used to produce um, a theater in London just when I just graduated from drama school. And I met this brilliant young author and director now as well, uh, Max Gill, mm-hmm. at a party on a balcony. And he told me in three words, basically, I want to do La Ronde by Schnitzel into this new play and have this idea with a revolving thing. And I don't know what what happened to me that day. I was just like, I'm going to fucking produce it. And he was okay. like, can you produce? I was like, no, but I will. <laughs> and the first day opening night in a brilliant new off-western theater back in the day was the bunker seeing theater critics producers investors Mm -hmm. walk into this thing that just came from somebody telling you a little idea on a balcony that feeling was something that resonates with like exactly my wish to create and my need to feel that boundaries need to be broken and that rules don't exist Uh, because to be honest like I was a recent theatre graduate at 24 and I went on to like investors and was like, listen, I need you to give me your money to produce this play. <laughs> and everything about this was meant like on the other side should have said no, <laughs> but they didn't because I kind of, I don't know, because I believed in the, in the thing and, and it yeah. went on to be a brilliant experience, a beautiful play. And Max and I are good friends and we're working on other projects now. And it's, yeah, it was, I think that was one of my favorite jobs. Okay. What do you most appreciate in your friendships? Honesty, distance, mm-hmm. and the accepting of distance because of the way I live and because I spent my life up to now and it will forever probably be in different places. So sometimes yeah. people just won't see me for a year uh, or won't hear from me for quite a long time. Uh, but I appreciate the honesty to say if you don't like that. But I also appreciate um, the acceptance of distance, that it's okay to be apart, that it's okay not to speak. And still trust in the process that if you love someone, if you like someone, if you chose to have somebody in your life, that they will always be there within a split second once you see each other again or when you speak. That is my biggest appreciation. Okay. What is your favorite food? Besides peanut butter, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Peanut butter. (laughs) Peanut butter. My favorite food. It's very hard to say. My mom's food. Okay. Perfect answer. If you weren't an artist, what would you be? Probably a doctor. I I wanted to study medicine. For some reason, it didn't work out because I graduated from high school in Israel. I came to Germany. They kind mm-hmm. of revalidated my grades. Oh, it good did, God. Yeah. It wasn't enough. But to be honest, I probably would have succumbed to the fact that I would have become a plastic surgeon. So uh, it's better <laughs> that I didn't. And now I'm an artist and that's much better. Exactly. Which real life or fantasy talent would you like to have? Okay. Ah, uh, Okay. Teleportation, 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 teleportation. Because I wish I could just jump around like the world is so huge. I'm so interested in so many places and people and things. And if I could, I would literally probably teleport myself every hour into a different place. I would see my family every day. I would see my friends every day. I'd be able to work on simultaneous projects in the UK, in America, and in Israel, and in Germany simultaneously. (laughs) And the second thing I want is to stop time. I was just going to say, day still has only 24 hours. Yeah, but that's my biggest problem in life is at some point my eyes have to close (laughs) and I need to put my head on a pillow. I reached the point in life where I know I have to sleep to function and that annoys me every single fucking day. Got it. No sleep. No. And teleportation and peanut butter. 
Right. The trifecta. Yes. <laughs> What is your favorite movie or TV or maybe theater-related memory? And maybe as an audience member as well. Okay. Theater-related. I think... I mean, okay, there's different things. Okay, uh, I remember seeing In the Heights, mm -hmm. the musical, yeah, and an off-West End production in London. Mm -hmm. Many of my friends were in the production. It was at the Southwark Playhouse back in the day. And, wow, I hadn't seen a musical with so much joy, passion, and life, I think, before. Yeah. I was literally dancing the entire show. I was moving. I was animated. I was, like, alive, and a musical hadn't done that to me before. So that... Second, musical. So there's many. Cabaret on Broadway. That okay. was a fucking revelation because, A, I was amazed by how political something so entertaining can be whilst people are singing, dancing and stripping down naked in front of me. I said it was sexy, <laughs> political, important, urgent. It was all of it and brilliantly executed. But it's another musical. Fucking hell. Okay. Book of fucking Mormon. The book Of Book Mormon, of Mormon, okay. <laughs> which is my all-time favorite musical, and nothing, nothing will ever surpass it. And I was sitting next to a bunch of Mormons on Broadway. Oh, God. <laughs> They were watching it. And I had double play because I had, like, the stage, and then I had these guys who were, like, amazed and flabbergasted by the fact that somebody's singing Fuck You, God, you know, instead of explaining the Book of Mormon, explaining Star Wars to anyone who doesn't know the Book of Mormon, please go and watch it. If you love dark humor, uh, this is the one for you. And play-wise, complete opposite. I think it was Eva von Hoven's direction mm. of Hedda Gabler at the yeah. National Theater. That was brilliant. I love Hedda Gabler. I love it when classic plays, ideally like 200 years old, 100 plus <laughs> years old, are being restaged but not for modern audiences, but for the sole purpose of giving you the feeling of the characters inside. And that happens often with like very minimalistic staging. Mm -hmm. And Hedda Garber at the National was one of those things. Film-wise, sorry, I'm so long. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Film-wise, I think when I seen the, my first Aronofsky film, mm -hmm. which was Requiem for a Dream, oh, good I had never, which is my favorite movie of all times, I've never seen something so dark and something so painful being shown in such an aesthetically pleasing way. Mm -hmm. And that really kind of did something to me and um, shaped my love for anomalies and shaped my love for reimagining how characters can be told. And later on, I discovered, obviously, like I was very young when I watched it, but then I discovered Kubrick and Lynch. And I was like, oh, my God, how how amazing when the camera can completely, without a character saying a word, give you the internal feeling. Um, so I think watching Requiem for a Dream for the first time really shaped my view of, 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 of cinematic experiences. Okay. What is the last book you read or maybe still read? It's actually here. Uh, Sally Rooney's Conversations with Friends. Friends. Okay. Yes. Not sure yet. <laughs> I loved normal people. Mm -hmm. It's a bit on the bit on the soft side. Very easy okay. read. Not too sure it's going to grasp me, but yeah, it's Sally Rooney. Which possibly German, but not necessarily upcoming or already established talent would you recommend our listeners to watch out for? I mean, I definitely am a big fan of Bohan Korbani's work, mm -hmm. especially the film "Wir sind jung, wir sind stark," which yeah. I think is to anyone who wants to delve into. 
German history beyond 1945, uh, but not <laughs> quite 2023 Berlin and parties about the rise of the re-rise of fascism, of uh, how people were not welcomed here in the 90s, how yeah. houses filled with Vietnamese asylum seekers were burnt, but who also want to understand kind of like the youth perspective of the early 90s beyond techno. Mm. I think that's a brilliant film. And Bohan Kobani is also his film Shahada, which I adored. Yeah, Bohan Kobani. Okay. What is the next TV series or film that you can't wait to watch? And yes, you can plug your own work. What I can't wait to watch, my list is like, okay, wait, <laughs> let me quickly. Pick one, let pick me, one. <laughs> okay, I finally need the time to get into succession because everyone's raving. I haven't seen it. I feel left out. I feel like a loser. <laughs> I need to watch succession. Number one, I need a moment. Okay. I mean, I'm looking forward to Asteroid City. Is it Asteroid yes. City? Yeah, it's Asteroid City. Yeah. Just because obviously I love his work, but I'm not sure if it's good. Heard mixed things. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Too many I'm, things I, to I'm going this week. I'm going to see Auto Himmel by Petzold this oh, week. Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. Very excited to see it. Um. Oh, God. Oh, there's this new film by an Israeli actor turned director, Avi Akni, yeah. called Welcome to the Party. Okay. Uh, and it's it's a very kind of like introspect Israeli movie uh, industry based film. But I met Avi at an audition a couple of weeks ago in Israel and he was he was plugging me his film. So now I really want to see it. Welcome <laughs> to the party by Avi Akni. Can't wait. Okay. Now we're getting a little bit personal again. What do you like most about yourself? About myself? Mm-hmm. Um, determination. I'm okay. a determined person. If I make a decision, I will do everything to to achieve what I wanted. Okay. I think, but that's also the thing I don't like about myself because I, I take uh, into account. Uh, I don't take myself into account of that measure. So I will mm -hmm. make a decision. It's rational. It's also emotional. Uh, but then I won't listen to my body if I do too much. I won't listen to certain things. So it's like it, it works for me and it works against me. Okay. So you already answered the next question. <laughs> Boom! See, see, see. Perfect. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. What is the last thing you regret and why? And it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be a small thing. I regret not having eaten pancakes this morning. That Because is something every morning, should regret. Every morning <laughs> that starts with buttermilk pancakes mm. with blueberries is a morning of a day that can only become a good day. I did not start my morning with that. I started my morning... <laughs> I haven't eaten yet. Can you imagine? It's 12.20. I was on meeting since the morning. I haven't eaten. All, and then I drank half a bottle of Diet Coke. Ooh. Okay, we have only three more questions to go. <laughs> yes. Which random thing makes you happy? Plants mm -hmm. make me happy. Uh, smoking makes me happy. Sounds horrible. I know, that's, I know I shouldn't be like smoking, but that's it just fine. makes me happy. Um, <laughs> a random thing that makes me happy, sunshine. Yes. It's not random. Every day with sunshine, I was literally, I was just before we were speaking, I was literally lying like that. You can't see me like. I'm well, it's, it's random. Like you live in Germany, it can be very random. <laughs> I know. Well, I picked the wrong places. I'm between London and Berlin. I mean, Ooh. the accumulation is, yeah, not great. Not great. But yeah, yeah, sunshine makes me happy and water, seawater, beach, 
feeling the sand on my toes, the wind when you come out of the water and you feel you're you're a bit cold, but then the sunshine comes and heats you up. Mm -hmm. Those moments, the first moment when you lie on your surfboard and you like go into the ocean. What makes me happy is entering a plane, knowing you're going to fly for nine hours because where you're going to arrive is probably going to be a better place than where you are right now. <laughs> um, oh my god, there's so many things that make me happy. Food makes me happy. Mm. Um, challenges make me happy okay um hardship like work hardship something Mm -hmm. that challenges me to the extent that i haven't done it before new things make me happy uh curiosity makes me happy um i didn't say humans did i no because they don't (laughs) not yet (laughs) yeah do you have a life motto or maybe a motto in general a motto it's okay Uh, if you don't i think it's something like if you think you work hard work harder and we're at the last question. Who would play you in a film or series about your life? Somebody who probably hasn't been born yet, because hopefully I'll get old enough yes. to... Uh, okay, who would play me? Okay, let me have a think. There aren't that many gingers, first of all. True. I mean, okay, I, I know, I know. If it was now, I'd definitely take KJ Apper. He's ginger, okay. he's hot. See, Is I thought you, you, might have, you might go for Mr. Cumberbatch, but... Nah, I guess not. No. <laughs> Too obvious. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Eddie Redmayne. There's other Eddie Redmayne. I'd like to play Eddie Redmayne. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. Well, twist no, to be we'll, honest, we'll this is around. my plug. This is my plug. <laughs> Listen to this. I think Eddie Redmayne and myself, anyone listening, should mm-hmm. play brothers, in True. which he is kind of the He's the knowledgeable one. He's the seemingly good one. Everything works out for him. He's articulate. He's passionate. He's knowledgeable. And then he's got this other brother who's a bit tall. He's a bit of a goof and he's a bit odd. And then you realize it's all been the other way around. And the goof brother is going to save the other brother. Something like that. Eddie, if you're listening, let's play brothers. Come on, Eddie. All right. You heard it here first. We'll we'll figure out the title. I mean, I mean, sorry. How can somebody with a red mane be called Eddie Redmayne? Well, <laughs> how did that happen? It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a question of, you know, chicken and the egg. Who was there first? <laughs> did they know yeah. he was going to be a redhead? Maybe. That's all questions I would ask Eddie on lunch when we're filming our production. Absolutely. Of, uh, the Redmayne brothers. The, exactly. The Redmayne. Redmayne. In bold, big letters. Yeah, and we're superheroes as well. <laughs> we can teleport, eat peanut butter, and stop time. Soul, soul, soul. I think Marvel. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was it. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Short Take is produced by German Films, the National Information and Advisory Center for the Promotion of German Films Worldwide. To find out more about our guests, check out the links in our show notes. To stay up to date with our episodes, subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Mm-hmm.